When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Everything Is Black and White Podcast. This is a special episode marking 20 years since one of Newcastle United's finest ever Premier League wins. The 19th of September 1999 saw Sir Bob Robson take charge of his first home game as Magpies manager. With the club having lost six of their first seven Premier League games and sitting 19th in the league, Sheffield Wednesday were the visitors to St James's Park. The game finished 8-0 and Alan Shearer scored five. This is the story behind that day, told through the words of those involved. Well, after obviously it was a it was a it was a difficult dressing room under Rude Hullet. It, uh, you know, he was it was it was a brilliant, iconic player, but he was a young manager, and I think he'd admit himself that he'd, you know, he, he made mistakes and made some bad decisions there. And the, the first voice we hear is that of Steve Harper, the Newcastle United goalkeeper that day. It was it was a fragmented change room and it's difficult then and the the lift of Sir Bobby coming in knowing that he was a he was a Newcastle fan and the standing he'd had in the game automatically sort of makes you stick your chest out and and go that extra extra bit for him as well and I'd been injured at the time and um, I think Tommy Wright had come on loan and played while I was still getting fit he played down at Chelsea where we did all right. Uh, but lost, unfortunately lost 1-0 and just the buzz around the place, the anticipation that's when St James's Park is a special place when that buzz and energy is around it and people forget Sheffield Wednesday actually started that game pretty well and scored a goal which was disallowed From that perspective it was one of the strangest games of football I've ever seen Our next guest had the pleasure of covering the game from the press box for the BBC yeah, Alan Biggs, um, that day I was uh, wearing a BBC Radio 5 live hat and uh, reporting the game from St James's Park, and I was also reporting it for BBC Television Grandstand. Um, you're quite right that Sheffield Wednesday were composed, in control. I think they had more possession over the opening 20 minutes or so, looked more of a threat on goal. Um, and it, the script wasn't going according to plan for Bobby Robson at that stage. Made the final score all the more remarkable, really. I mean, you can look at it from two perspectives, how Sheffield Wednesday simply collapsed, you know, once the first goal had gone in against them. It didn't speak very well at all for the the character in the squad. That was alarming for them. But also the amount of confidence that Newcastle took from the stadium catching fire. Uh, Once they'd taken the lead, uh, there was absolutely no stopping them. They were... They were rampant. Um, and Alan Shearer finished with five goals, of course. Alan was re- revitalised as well. Rob Lee was back, you know, back on board. And those sort of things give everybody a lift when you've got two two very good players like that. Um, and the, it gave the rest of the squad a lift. And to win 8-0 is... is I just remember shaking hands with Kevin Pressman at the end. Just what, what can you say, you know, devastated. But... It was a special day at St James's Park. When he first came in, that first meeting you had, uh, when he introduced himself to the players, what was that like? I just remember the the first 
the first couple of days he had five or ten minutes with every player there was a list went up on the wall and he had five or ten minutes with every player and it was you know normally managers say their bit and then they take two three six months to find out about player of who needs an arm around them and who needs a kick to the backside but you went in and it was you know hi son can you play here big club this you know and he sort of probed and tested you a little bit and you probably had five or ten minutes with him and when you left that office he probably had a little tick box of needs an arm around his shoulder and needs a kick up the backside I was just delighted he knew my name <laughs> we all walked away afterwards you know, we must be alright he knew my name so we all had a little chuckle afterwards now it's time for Warren Barton he was playing at right back that day for Newcastle United the Sheffield Wednesday game we was all over the place because I think we were so keyed up for the first 15-20 minutes but once we got the goal then we was flying and then it was like one after the other uh, but the first 10-15 minutes we was all over the place because I think we were so excited to play and just had that feel good factor back again the place was buzzing uh, which hadn't been for for a number of years and we, we got our mojo back and um, we, we managed, to, managed to be respectable in the league and then we as I said we bounced on from there went from strength to strength The other big memory I have of that day is the is the weather. It wasn't just raining goals. It was actually raining quite heavily. And the press box at St. James's Park, very low down in the stand there. And uh, I, I recall my notes getting absolutely saturated as the match wore on because the rain was driving in, um, which is quite difficult because on each update, and I was on a lot on Five Live, and many of those updates, particularly half-time and full-time, require uh, some kind of reflection on how goals were scored. And in order to do that, especially with so many goals, you need a few notes that A passed to B, crossed to C, headed it down, and D fired into the net. So with this build-up of goals, I, I, was, I just couldn't write. The papers on, on the desk were just saturated. Biro wouldn't work. A pencil wouldn't work, nothing would work, and you were kind of scrawling something and, and relying on your memory. I happened to mention this quite recently to Alan Shearer himself, and we were talking about that day and how difficult it was to keep track of how the goals were scored. And he said, hey, I did you a big favour then, didn't I? Because I got five of them. You know, in other words, there wasn't really any particular reason to, to, to mention uh, to mention other players. You, well, you mentioned Alan there. I mean, he hadn't been playing regularly. He hadn't been playing with a smile on his face. And so Bobby knew that his biggest challenge was to, to get Alan Shearer back to the level that everyone knew he could be. Um, and I suppose, you know, it didn't take him very long. And, you know, it, it started with those five goals there. Yeah, I recall an interview that Bobby Robson did where he said that he wanted simply to get Alan Shearer facing forward towards goal rather than with his back to goal as a sort of typical target man. He wanted him facing to where he could inflict the biggest danger on the opposition. And I think it was a simple turnaround like that. He wanted to drag him away from having to shield the ball, hold it up, lay it off and simply get him facing forward. And, uh, you know, there's genius in simplicity sometimes, and it's it's what Alan Shearer needed, it's what Newcastle needed, and also Alan Shearer clearly believed and fully respected Sir Bobby Robson. What was his reaction like after that Chef Wed game in the dressing room? Was it like, right, you know, this is I, I knew you guys could do this. What was it? What was his reaction like? I think he, 
he, he was very, very proud of what what had, what had happened. Uh, it was the first thing as it went over to Alan as well. Got five goals, uh, and rightly so. And he said, um, "Let's go and enjoy it. Let's go and play. We want more of this. See how it feels. Listen to that lot out there because they were still singing after we'd gone in." So uh, he just let us sink, let it sink in and say, "Look, you know, let's go and enjoy this now. Let's go and have a bit of fun and remember what you're playing for and who you're playing for and 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 go out there and perform." And he, he didn't have to say too much. Just him being there and he smiled was like, you know, have, have a listen to that lot out there. And um, that's what you're playing for. Remember what you're playing for. And he just kept on, and he, you know, at the time, just, uh, you know, remember what you're doing, remember why you're playing, and this is how we're playing. You know, don't get away from the tactics because he did tweak it a little bit and put different different things in place. And um, he just was great. He was just phenomenal. Just finally then, when I got in contact with you, you said, you know, it's a game you'll never forget. Um what makes it that game? Is it the scoreline, the performance? I don't know, of Shira or just you know the whole day in general. Yeah, I think the whole day generally, but more and more that it was such an incredible game of football. I think uh, it's the only time I've seen a team score eight. I've seen a few sevens. That's the only eight I've seen in my career, uh, and it's uh, and I've been reporting games for forty-five years. So. Yes, it has to stand out from that. But also, you have those extra elements. So Bobby Robson's first game and Alan Shearer scoring five goals. You're never, ever going to forget things like that.